0: And I'm Vanessa Morrison. I'm filling in tonight on behalf of Daniel James and I would of course like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which I'm broadcasting from the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to elders past, present, emerging and future. I would also, like to acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening into this program right now. Sovereignty has never ceded, and it always was, and always will be Aboriginal land. As mentioned at the top there, this is the mission, and I'm Vanessa Morris, and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Zha Zha and Wiradjuri woman. I'm incredibly honoured to be joined on the air with a special guest, and that will be Wagaya Wamba-Wamba Elder, Professor Eleanor Burke, who is also the chair of the Yurok Justice Commission, which is leading the way towards the historic truth-telling process into the injustices experienced by First Peoples' of Victoria, which is the first of its kind here in so-called Australia. And it was announced a year ago. However, the work of the Commission was formally launched last Thursday at the Stolen Generations Marker in Fitzroy, which I'm feeling very lucky to be having a yarn with Eleanor in a few moments to learn more about the Commission the importance of it and what it's hoping to achieve in the next steps and all about it. So definitely listen in for that. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organization in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au I'm now incredibly honored to be joined on the air for a yarn with Wagaya and Wamba Wamba Elder, who is also the chair of the Yurok Justice Commission, and that is Eleanor Burke. Eleanor, thanks so much for joining me on the air for a yarn tonight. How are you? Good,
1: thank you, Vanessa.
0: Yeah, great. And to start off with things as well, can you tell us a bit about your background and what led to your role as the chair of the Yurok Justice Commission?
1: Well, prob- probably most of my work in Aboriginal affairs, but particularly in the last 20 years in Victoria, where Aboriginal people were much more concerned about land justice. Uh, you know, we had um, a negative determination with Yorta Yorta and then some positive determinations. Some years later, for uh, Beringi Gajan, which is my traditional owner group, uh, Gundich Mering, Gundich people, and uh, for um, Gunai Kurnai in the east, and the uh, eastern Mara, uh, Gundich Mara, so for native title determinations in Victoria. Mm. And then the, uh, the state government um, negotiates. A traditional owner settlement act, like a state recognition, state level recognition of traditional owner groups, Mm -hmm. and uh, that sort of uh, led us down a pathway of um, the possibility of treaties and uh, and, uh, other things. And when the treaty was being discussed, the First People's Assembly was. Uh, designed to be the um, vehicle for which treaties uh, structure structures for treaty making could be negotiated with the government mm-hmm. and once the um, the thirty one member i think thirty one members or thirty two members of the first people's assembly met uh, a couple of years ago they decided that it was necessary to have a truth and justice Uh, exercise so that Aboriginal people could tell their story about what happened uh, in this state. At the beginning of the time people came here from uh, Britain and uh, that was sort of um, the kind of pathway that I travel with many other people uh, which has led us to this space.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in terms of, I know, the treaty work that the First People's Assembly of Victoria are working towards, and that's what's now seen the York Justice Commission come out of that and announced last year, and there's been a lot of work in the lead up to that, and obviously a lot of work that's led to the, I guess, formal launch on Thursday, Um it must feel quite, I guess, rewarding and to have that historic moment for First Nations people on Thursday. Can you tell us a bit about the launch and significant elements of that?
1: Yes, well, we had two parts to the launch. We had the ceremonial aspect out in the open at the marker, recognising uh, this stolen generations people's stories and journey. Mm -hmm. and uh, we had a smoking ceremony and an exchange of gifts with First Peoples Assembly, and uh, it was a a very good feeling and a cleansing feeling, and it was a lovely day. And uh, the fact that we were outside and able to do it in in Melbourne was wonderful, and uh, it felt good, everybody that was there, and I think even the press contingent sort of could feel... But we were all feeling positive towards that step. Then we went over the road to uh, Charcoal Lane, mm-hmm. which was the former Aboriginal Health Service, mm-hmm. to conduct the legal formalities of a launch of the Royal Commission. Mm-hmm. And that's where more formal speeches were made by myself and the senior council outlining the journey we were to embark on. Mm-hmm and uh I think uh, I think that was good too, and uh, uh, we didn't have a big group because of the size of the building, but uh, we had um, um, many people who just wanted to spend time together because mm-hmm. it has been quite a long time, especially for us and the commission, mm-hmm. to have uh, that interface with uh, other people yeah, so well, it was. It was it was a launch, and we are already out on the road. We're, on the Friday, we went to Warrawa Aboriginal College and did uh, another uh, kind of cultural replenishment walk through their history walk, which uh, is, a, is an Indigenous garden with plants and markers acknowledging... Um, other people's contributions as well so uh, and so today I'm um, in <laughs> Bendigo and mm-hmm. we met at uh, Jojo Wurrung uh, or we met at the tennis centre but Jojo Wurrung were our hosts uh, for the beginning and the end of our stay here in Bendigo which was again another wonderful experience um, and uh uh, similar interactions culturally, as well as our ability to be able to talk to some Elders who came to meet with us today.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, it sounds like it's definitely hitting the road running in terms of getting out and connecting with community on country, which sounds really amazing. Um, In terms of, I guess, the next little while, it sounds like maybe that might be occurring for the commissioners. Is that what the plan is over the next little while? Yes.
1: Yes. For the next uh, four weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, we're splitting into two groups so we can do maximum coverage of people who wish to speak with us. And we do that in a, 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 you know, around a table or if people wish to speak individually to individual commissioners. We uh, try to accommodate that, and we were able to do that today. Mm-hmm. And that—that um, that is to get as much um, coverage of uh, people across the state, particularly elders, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll be um, making some assessments about how that matches what, with what our thinking was about priorities for the interim report, which is, uh, you know, in progress. Uh, really, as, as we're out travelling, but it's kind of going to provide a kind of a, a check for us in a cultural way that we, we're handling things in the most appropriate way for what elders tell us, and any anybody else that comes to our meetings who may wish to. Uh, ask or tell us
0: their story yeah well and the interim report which i believe is expected in a couple of weeks um i mean sorry a couple of months can you tell us a bit more about what that may look it sounds like it might have priorities and whatnot but are you able to elaborate elaborate a bit more on that
1: no, not really, I mean no. the, this outing is the, uh, the a preliminary outing, yeah. but as soon as we've uh, finished this, we will commence formal proceedings and hearings which will really settle uh, what does go into the uh, uh, the report to some extent.
0: yeah, and then for those listening in at home in terms of a truth truth telling, Process and the York Justice Commission's working in, towards the first of its kind in this country, and I know that there's been truth telling processes around the world. Um, for those listening at home, are you able to explain a bit more about a truth telling process and what that may entail?
1: Well, ours is a statewide wide. For a truth-telling process. It's mm-hmm. not a Commonwealth one, mm-hmm. uh, but there have been other uh, national ones, I suppose you'd call them, like South Africa. Uh, I think it was Truth and Reconciliation, mm-hmm. they called their, uh, their uh, inquiry, and also Canada, which is a Canadian um, a Commonwealth country like Australia. Oh, yeah where they had a specific inquiry into residential schools Mm -hmm. and what happened to the children at those schools. That was more a specific topic. So it's all slightly different. Mm -hmm. But here in Australia, we do have South Australia poised to pick up treaty making again. The Northern Territory, I believe, is finalising a report on uh, treaty and uh, Queensland are, I think, also planning for treaty in that state.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like the treaty conversations are definitely progressing a lot more around the country and then, yeah, I guess similarly to how this... York Justice Commission is the first of its kind in a state exploring truth telling and same with the work of the First People's Assembly in working towards treaty as the first state of doing that here. Um, have you kind of been, I guess, hearing much of a response from people interstate around the work of the York Justice Commission?
1: Uh, everybody is interested. Uh, we yeah. certainly know that our people are interested mm-hmm. and uh, watching to see how we do it and uh, hopefully to learn from us. So we're hoping that we can set a very good template. Yeah. Um, we don't quite know how other states will handle um, treaty making, mm-hmm. but, um, that remains to be seen.
0: Yeah, it's definitely all new ground across the board. And then in terms of this truth-telling process and it having uh, the powers of a royal commission, um, can you explain what that means?
1: Well, it means we have the uh, judicial authority to call somebody before the Royal Commission before our legal counsel and speak to us about any matters we may wish to wish to have more information about or what or an explanation about what happened.
0: Yeah, right. And yeah, for those listening in at home, you're listening to the mission, and I'm currently having a yarn with Professor Eleanor Burke, and we're talking about the. Euro Justice Commission, which formally launched last Thursday at the Stolen Generations marker in Fitzroy, and Eleanor, I was interested to know about yeah the selection of that location for the launch as well. This yeah.
1: well, it, it's it's in Fitzroy, mm-hmm. which uh, and, and the Aboriginal people formed a community in Fitzroy Mm. uh, around uh, after the Depression, after the Cummeragunja walk-off and uh, during the war when more people went to the city because they could get work. Mm. And uh, it's a location where some of our homeless people went as well and Mm. it was chosen, I'm not sure about who made the decision to choose that location, Mm -hmm. but there are are, um, seating arrangements and culturally identifiable um, objects there to indicate that this is an Aboriginal space Mm -hmm. and a tribute to the Stolen Generations, who um, just about a week or two before had the announcement made by the premier about reparations for yeah. some of the stolen generation in Victoria.
0: Yeah. Yeah, great. And then uh, it was amazing to hear you talk earlier about how the proceedings continued at Charcoal Lane Cross Road on Gertrude Street, and then also that feeling of healing and yeah, it being quite a special day. And it sounds like there's definitely a lot of work coming up, but it sounds like it's also happening quite quickly in terms of um, since the announcement of the commissioners in May last year and now the launch of the formal work and then now working towards the interim report. And in terms of your role as the chair of of the commission, has it been quite an interesting process in that role and overseeing the work so far?
1: Well, it's it's very uh, pressurised work now because mm. of uh, so many lockdowns mm. and most of our early work was done like everybody else has been mm. uh, over, Zoom, uh, over the internet on Zoom or Teams. Yeah. And uh, really it's only at this point in time that we've been out to see people in the country, in the flesh mm-hmm. and uh, everybody else that we've spoken to have belonged to formal groups, mm-hmm. traditional owner groups or peak bodies that are statewide bodies mm-hmm. in Victoria. So to get out to the organisations where people are either members of the peak bodies or traditional owner groups is an absolute thrill for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could imagine that getting out and about and seeing people in person is a lot more, I guess, important to connect and have conversations a lot more than just online. It can be quite isolating when you're relying on video calls or Zoom calls and whatnot, and, yeah, I'm sure that's been really amazing. And then in terms of the last few days as well and having those yarns out and about... Are you starting to, I guess, hear stuff out on the ground that's unexpected or kind of unpacking things in person with community that, yeah, I guess can be maybe quite confronting or, yeah, how how's that been?
1: Well, it's very early days, of course, just yep. being, you know, the, the second day. But there is an indication that some people would like to speak One-on-one, some would like to be in smaller groups and some are comfortable to be in a a group setting. And uh, that's what we need to know before we go to formal hearings, which Mm -hmm. will be the next phase.
0: Yeah. And then in terms of if anyone wanted to, I guess, contribute to the Yarns at the moment, um, would they just look up the York Justice Commission and say in tune some way or another is there a way that people can find out
1: well we do have social media of course and yeah. facebook page and mm-hmm. all, all of that uh, meetings are posted ahead and uh, of course we're using the media we've we've had um, tremendous support from the media r- right around the state uh Picking up on the fact that we're meeting in particular towns like you know like being in Bendigo uh, today and moving on to another place, you know in in a few days' time, people have been very helpful in covering that, and we have our communications team who go out ahead to uh, sort of lay the groundwork for us to be able to go to meetings with um, some of our people there.
0: Yeah, right, and that's happening over the next four weeks you mentioned earlier?
1: That's right, yes, yes, a tight four weeks and uh, uh, of necessity because, uh, as we say, we want to uh, inform the um, interim report uh, mm-hmm. and uh, get to the formal hearings.
0: Yeah, and in terms of the informal hearings and the work that will go into the interim report um is there kind of a timeline for those hearings or it's yet to be determined
1: well there are, i'm not sure of the exact number of hearings but they are starting at the end of april so it's still a tight deadline for us for the formalities yeah. uh, ju- just to get started again it's the same same issue about getting started and hearing uh, in the formal way Whereas what we've been doing at the moment is talking to people to see how they would like to share their information with us uh, in the way that I described earlier.
0: Yeah, definitely more of a community-informed approach around the hearings, which is really important, especially with these kinds of subject matters that would be covered through the European Justice Commission um, for you personally, is there anything that you're hoping to, I guess, see as an outcome of the commission?
1: Well, uh, w- one of the things I think we all wish is that we uh, we get support for our cultural continu- continuity, our uh, things that w- our communities want to do. Uh, I mean. This exercise shows us how much our traditional owner groups have maintained uh, certain cultural practices that make everybody feel uplifted. We want to continue those sorts of things in in, in language uh, revival or maintenance Mm -hmm. and also within the education system for all Victorians to know about us and our... our, uh, Stories and our culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to, I hope, to come from the Yurok Justice Commission. And it sounds like there's a lot of work to happen in sh- such a short period of time. And I want to, of course, say a big thanks, Eleanor, for coming on the air and having a yarn with me about the Yurok justice commission i really appreciate you sharing the your experience with it so far and your yeah, knowledge on the commission and also telling us a bit about your background that's led you to in your role as the chair of the york justice commission eleanor it's been a really amazing pleasure thanks so much
1: Thank you, and thank you for having me, and I'm sure we'll talk again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And for those listening out there, I've been having a yarn with Alan Olberk, who is the chair of the York Justice Commission, who formally launched its work last Thursday, and there's a lot more to come, and you should definitely look up the York Justice Commission on the social channels to stay in tune with all of the happenings there and yeah thanks so much again Eleanor. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Vanessa. Independent Melbourne Radio 3 Triple R
0: you're listening to the mission on Triple R. My name is Vanessa Morris and I have been sitting in this seat for this evening and I'm just about at the end of this show and it's been Really lovely to hang out over the last hour and to also be joined on the air by Wagaya Wambawamba Elder and Professor Eleanor Burke, who is also the chair of the Yurok Justice Commission, who have a lot of work ahead of them, but are doing incredibly important work in the historic truth-telling process in, to the injustices experienced by First People's of Victoria. So, I'm sure there's a lot more to come there. So, as mentioned earlier, definitely look up the York Justice Commission to stay in tune with what's going on there. Until next time, I'm sure I'll see you somewhere on Triple R Airwaves. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R's The Mission, a weekly radio show exploring the issues that impact lives. Of Aboriginal people and those at the wrong end of social justice in this country. The mission is broadcast live on Triple R every Tuesday evening. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website.